Hello guys, this is Theo Malonis and I'm back with another one. You can follow me on Instagram, TheoMalonis7. Uh, I keep people updated with uh, marketing or even just property itself. Anyways, let's get back into the topic today. Today we're going to be talking about the three cardinal rules of property. Uh, the power of capital growth. So I'm going to discuss it in further detail so people can understand the power of capital growth. And we're going to talk about how capital growth beats cash flow. And to end it, we're going to end with what makes a good investment property. And how do you make money from an investment? And we'll end it there today. So the three cardinal rules of property. So this is, uh, this is a property investment is easy but it's simple and that's not a play on word so what we're talking about here is successfully investing in real estate is a learned skill and so it can simple if you know the rules so so before we move on I'll leave you with the three cardinal rules of property uh, number one you guys can take notes or write it down important parts uh, number one if you want to become financially independent through property investment you're going to have to do things differently than most other property investors note that very interesting you can't you know if everyone does the same thing they'll get the same result that's why you have to be unique and you have to be different number two you need to find others who have invested successfully over a number of property cycles achieved what you want to achieve and maintain the wealth use them as your mentors that's another tip right there you need to either see someone who's you know successfully with clues or if you get really close with someone that has done what you wanted it'll make it easier for you and it won't be as a trouble a trouble path you always find trouble but having someone else achieve something that you already have gives you a great a great stepping stone and it'll, it'll make it easier for you to get through the road you want to travel on is one of many people who have traveled before you Find role models and learn how they think, what they do. Follow their footsteps and obey the rules they play by. There is no need to reinvent the wheel. Like I said, success leaves clues and that's what will help you. And to be honest, it will definitely make it easier and it will cut down time. You know, time is everything. So why would you want to work it out for 10 years when you can definitely find a mentor and in five years you could learn more instead of a journey on your own number three property investment is not a great is not a get rich quick scheme to be successful you must treat it like a business and use a system that are proven which is true you know there's no get rich here property if anything takes long it's a lifetime thing it's a it's a forever thing it's a, a long term Okay, you know you can't think I'm gonna be rich in three years with this. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. So let's move on to property investing for capital growth or cash flow. So when it comes to a property investment, you often hear two somewhat conflicting philosophies advocated. Some suggest you should invest in property to achieve positive cash flow, so rental returns that are higher than your mortgage repayments and expenses leave money in your pocket each month. So others suggest you invest for capital growth, an increase in the value of your property. So there's actually a third element to an investment that many 
commentators forget to mention, and that is the risk. Considering cash flow, capital growth, and risk, when investing in a residential property, you can only typically have two out of three. If you want property investment that is low risk and high cash flow, you have to forego high capital growth. If you're looking for a low risk investment that has a strong capital growth, you usually have to forego high rental returns cash flow. So it's a trade off. Of course, in an ideal world, we all like to buy properties. We have three elements and while this combination is possible, it's far from norm. And it's the extra rent and the taxation benefits give you a high growth property with high yields. So there's no doubt in my mind, if I had to choose between cash flow and capital growth, I would invest for capital growth every single time. So let me explain why capital growth is the best wealth creation strategy and how you can harness it to achieve investment success. So the power of capital growth. So the fact is that in Australia, not necessarily other parts of the world, residential real estate is a high growth, relatively low yield, which means cash flow or rental returns to a low investment. Now, I know that that's not how some people see it. Magazines will flaunt it, the next positive cash flow hotspot, and courses will lure you with the promise of instant cash flow from property, but that's not how successful property investment works. So don't believe everything about what they think is a new hotspot. You need to do the research, and you need to have your own mind to think. You don't depend on others, you depend on yourself. Because let me tell you, that magazine is not going to be there if you need help. That magazine is not going to be there when, you know, when they say it was an opinion. It's an opinionated thing and you're going to be different from everyone. So another thing you got to understand is in a secondary location or regional centers, you you could achieve a high rental return on your investment property. But in general, if you wouldn't get strong long-term capital growth, if you have any doubt about the importance of capital growth, the calculations in the table I'm about to discuss may change your mind. So over the long term, average property investment in Australia, four big capital cities tend to return around 7% capital growth. So this is averaged over a number of years and 4% rental yield. The table would be turned other way in a regional area that may only achieve 4% on capital growth by a higher rental yield of say 7%. So here's where the argument continues. If you're going to achieve 11 to 12% per annum from your property, why not go for a high, high rental return? I guess that's why new investors make the mistakes of viewing the property investment as income driven rather striving for capital growth. So the problem with this argument is while the first part is generally correct, property with high growth will give you a low return and vice versa. The second part is clearly wrong. The two types of investments do not give similar results over time. And I'll explain the following example. So imagine you bought a property worth 500000 in a poor growth area, delivering 5% capital growth and 7% rental return. So in the calculation, in 20 years, your property would be worth around $1.3 million. But if you bought a different property, for 500,000 in a higher capital growth area, showing 7% per annum capital growth and 4% rental return, this property would be worth over 1.9 million. And at the end of the same period, 
That is a big difference in the final value of investment property. More than 600000 more. Just think about that. $600,000 more. So in the meantime, the rent on this property would also grow substantially in the line with the capital growth and slowly catch up to the rent you've achieved on the first property. So that's why I believe that you should definitely go for capital growth every time in a higher, higher capital growth. Do the research, find it yourself, see what fits for you, get to know the sub, get to know the future of the sub, get to know everything about it. So if you really understand that, I hope that really gets you to think about how I think and how my mentor thinks. So if you, anyways, let's look at the information graphically. So using the, the concept of compounding, you can see how different levels of capital growth affect the value of your asset base over time. So what I'm trying to show you is if you could perform the averages, which you will after learning the lessons and find property that grows up to say 10% per annum in, a, in an average out of over a property cycle, over the next 20 years, you'd make a further one and a half million equity. So that's a real bonus for investors who bought the high growth property and is that they would be able to access the extra equity and borrow against it to invest in more assets. It's very hard to do this with property that has high rental returns but poorer capital growth. So the fewer dollars a week you get in positive cash flow isn't really going to make much of a difference to your lifestyle on your ability or service other other more desirable properties. So wealth from real estate is not um, derived from income because residential properties are not high yielding investments. Real wealth is achieved through long term appreciation and the ability to refinance to buy further properties and now if that didn't help you I'm gonna do capital growth beats cash flow just so people so I can really put it into people's minds so I know I've gone through this about capital growth but not understanding the significance of this and how this has led to so many would-be property investors missing out so I feel like I'm going to go into a bit of a detail. So, of course, I understand why new investors would be keen to buy a property with positive cash flow. They tend to be cheaper and it's easy to purchase and support this type of property. While these properties will give you short-term income, which may be attractive, the problem is that they will never allow you to accumulate the equity necessary to become truly wealthy. And while the rent may seem relatively high initially, it's the ongoing capital growth of your property that will underpin the, its long-term rental income, which means that if you buy it in low capital growth areas, your rents won't increase that much over the years. So sure, cash flow is important, but it won't make you rich or to ever be classified as a successful investor. Remember, your focus should be on building your asset base safely. So you will, can eventually develop the passive income from your assets that will allow you to enjoy the freedom. One of the main reasons properties increase in value is the scarcity value of the land they sit on, meaning they should buy properties with high land to asset ratio. The land component should make up a substantial portion of the value of the property. So if you think about it, when you buy a cash flow type property in a regional area where prices are lower, the land value per square meter tends to be lower because there's plenty of land available. This means the building accounts for most of the assets available in these areas and the building may lose value faster than the land 
can gain value, thus hampering long-term capital growth. So if we compare with uh, buying high growth property when the property price is high, the land value probably is a well, you'll like to have purchased in an area with a limited supply of land. Relative to a buyer demand on your land to asset ratio is likely to be high, meaning the land component makes up higher proportion of the property's overall value, giving the asset a stronger capital growth potential. In general, this makes this type of property low risk than positively geared property over the long term. So on the other hand, properties with a positive cash flow could be seen as more of a liability as the years go by and capital growth fails to occur. So they are dependent on achieving high rents and you may need to undertake regular and significant renovations to attract suitable tenants and to maintain an acceptable income. So why would you put yourself in that situation if you really think about it? So don't misunderstand me. Cash flow is the ultimate aim. But that's only once you've built a cash machine. If then your investment journey will compromise three stages. The accumulation stage. So is when you build your asset base, your net worth through capital growth of well-located properties. You can speed up your wealth accumulation through leverage, compounding time, and manufacturing capital growth through renovations or development. Number two is the transition stage. Once you have a sufficiently large asset base, you're slowly lower your loan to value ratio so you can move on to the number three cash flow stage now you can live off your property portfolio so i will just finish off with what makes a good investment property so you guys are able to leave with this so there are about 9.6 million dwellings in australia and at any time there are around 250,000 properties for sale but not all properties make good investments in fact less than 2% of the properties on the market currently that what my mentor would call investment grade so the way my mentor thinks of it is there's only 2% from what I remember him telling me was because to become an investment property you can't just move the owner out and put in a tenant and it's an investment. That doesn't make it investment great. There's a whole procedure for it. So so what Momento considers an investment grade property, uh, it's you gotta look at the characteristics of a great investment and then let's see what type of properties fit this criteria. So, so the things you may look for in investment including property are strong, stable rates of capital appreciation, steady cash flow, Liquidity, the ability to make money out by either selling or borrowing against the investment. Easy management, a hedge against inflation, and good tax benefits. So you can see residential real estate fits the bill pretty nicely. So that's that's kind of helping people understand a bit more. And I hope that really helps you guys today. hope I've covered quite a bit. And I hope you stay tuned for more. Hope you have an amazing day, amazing weekend. Much love from Theo, myself, and I'll see you guys in the next episode where we'll talk about more depth about how to make money from an investment. Not all properties are investment grade. And lastly, we'll talk about um, a few more of how to look for an investment grade property into more details and how to do it yourself. Alright, see you guys.